Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 Hello, or should I say bonjour? Today you're listening to a podcast with myself, Nina Hervé, and head honcho of Ed Banger record label, Monsieur Pedro Winter. Bonjour, Nina. Bonjour. Uh, this podcast is a label focus on Ed Banger, as it's currently celebrating its 100th release with an aptly named compilation called Edrec 100. Congratulations, Pedro, et bienvenue, mon ami. Merci, uh, Nina. I love uh, Ed Honcho. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Ed, I should have said Ed Honcho, shouldn't I? Oh, this is what you said. I said head, but no, we you can... said you said Ed Honcho. Did I? Yes. Without even knowing it. Exactly. So happy hundredth birthday. No, no, it's not the hundredth birthday. Come on. Kind of is because it's the hundredth release. Uh, yes, it's the hundredth release, and um, I'm pretty proud of it. You know, like because um, for the past fourteen years uh, we've been uh, trying to push, you know, French electronic music uh, to to the world and. Um, you know, it's lovely to be here surrounded by records and we are producing each of our uh, singles and EPs um, uh, physically, you yeah. know, and uh, this is why um, we are reaching the big number of 100. Yeah. So um, because I know you've done lots of things in this life, um, you managed Daft Punk for a long time, you set up the record label Ed Banger, you're a DJ, you have a clothing label and you have a kids music festival... But perhaps it's best to start at the beginning. How did you get into music and what was it that got it all started for you? Um, I think it all started... Um, first, it happens on the dance floor. I, I was going out a lot, um, discovered, you know, the rave in the early 90s in, in Paris. So how old were you then? I was... Uh, pop, pop, pop. I was um, uh, 1992, so I was, yes, 16, something like that, 16. Yeah, because you were pretty young when you started doing oh. big things, weren't Oh, yeah, you? and when I started to work with Daft Punk, I was 20, and we were 20. Both of them were 20 years old. So I think I started uh, to, to love music, you know, by dancing to it. Um, and... Um, you know, at, th at that age, you know, you either go to club, you know, to get girls and drink alcohol. And at w I wasn't interested in this. Okay. And this is why I went to a more left field thing, uh, raves, uh, you know, taking buses, you know, to drive us outside of Paris. Getting sweaty. Yeah, getting sweaty, dance all night, you know, like I was, you know, like really um, not to make it uh, too... Uh, poetic or something it I, I was really in trance you know like it it, it the music m made something on me and uh, I remember I was you know literally dancing like for uh, nine hours or something uh, you know feeling feeling it and um, and slowly and slowly you know by being on the dance floor I wanted to be behind the stage setting up the party so I, I've done my own club parties in Paris in Folies Pigalle and Le Palace which were like, you know, at the beginning more like a gay clubs because this is where everything was happening at that time in Paris, where we all, you know, to listen to house music, we we, we had to go to, to the gay clubs and the gay scene. And and it was probably the best time of the nightlife in Paris because everybody was getting together, discovering electro, uh, house, techno, you know, mixing people together. Now so I think it's... Everybody is on its side. You have the techno clubs, the house club and the gay clubs, you know, which I think it's a bit sad. But to stay in the mid 90s, uh, yeah, setting up my parties and then slowly I wanted to be the DJ with DJing. So I've started to DJ in 1995 and, um, and then wanted to produce the record the DJs were playing. So I've started my label. 
So was this at the very beginning of uh, the whole French touch scene or was this before? Yeah, it was exactly at that time. You know, we were all going to the same raves, discovering electronic music. You know, like uh, I'm, I'm 42 years old now. so Never. Yeah, Nina. Wow. Yeah. I, you yeah. look good for it. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, all the French, you know, DJ, DJ Gregory, DJ Deep. Uh, Laurent Garnier is a bit older than us, so he was there. And of course, you know, he had the chance to travel to the UK. He, he already had his kind of uh, DJ career at that time. So he, he opened our ears. You know me, I remember going to Laurent Garnier's night in Paris at the Rex Club. Wake up on a Thursday, mo a Thursday, Thursday night. And... Um, Yeah, the, the energy, you know, like uh, we were all going to the same record store on the weekend. It's a small, it's a small city, you know, so I, I started my parties and I invited the guys from Motorbase, the guy from Daft Punk, uh, DJ Gregory or DJ Deep, even Bob Sinclair at the time, you know, before he, he became Bob Sinclair and DJ Cam, all the French um, scene and D Dimitri from Paris. And uh, we became friends and the energy was good and... Um, And then I met uh, Daft Punk. So maybe this is a good opportunity for us to um, play a song. Maybe maybe a song from that time that reminds you of that time, one of your favorites. Oh, d d does it have to be French or it can be something It can be else? anything you like. It oh. could be like one of the thing, one of the songs that got you really excited about music, that made you want to make music or be involved in the music industry, maybe. Masters at work, I can get no sleep with the beautiful India singing. It was pure house from 1995, and this is, I was into house music, um, and it was this song that, that made me in love with uh, New York Garage.
Okay, so um, a little birdie told me, a little very beautiful birdie and talented birdie called Amandine Romero, uh, told me you used to be a model back in the day. <laughs> I didn't know this. Can you tell me what, 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 how did the modeling career start? That's, that's the favorite running gag of my crew. Ah, uh, okay. In fact, for some reason, I, I asked some friends, I'm, just to be clear, I'm not a model. <laughs> uh, and uh, I know, but I had like some friends, you know, like uh, who asked me to uh, do a, a catwalk for Yoji Yamamoto, oh, okay. which is a, a brilliant Japanese uh, designer. And, um, and I've done that maybe because I have a, a weird face. But it, it has nothing to do with uh, a professional modeling. But that's that's you know this is what I love in uh, in tour life and, and 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 crew life. You know we have running jokes like that. Yeah. And, uh, and you really are a crew, aren't you? Yeah, we definitely are a crew. You know we are like a, you know um, we we spend you know most of our time together on tour on holidays in studio. So it has to you know like even though I'm not forcing anyone you know to. Um, you know, like to be part of the family, uh, we are spending more time together than with our, you know, girlfriends or families. And um, do you, uh, you've done loads of collaborations as well over the years as well, haven't you? You did some stuff with um, Girl and with Cliché and you've done stuff with Swatch and now III headphones and who it, who would be the one brand that you haven't collaborated with that you would really like to collaborate with? Wow, that's a tough question because uh, I didn't think about that, Nina. But uh, <coughs> this is your opportunity to maybe get to, that, yeah, to partnership uh, going. But um, I don't know, like, but I'm pretty happy with the with the brands we've been working with. You know, like I think um, sometimes, you know, especially in electronic music, people are a bit scared. You know, like because of the the, the cliche of uh, you know, like you're uh, you're a sellout when you're doing something with a with a brand. But you uh, always do it in a really cool way. Well, we're doing it in a natural way. Yeah. The, in a, in a way, you know, we we are working with brands that are fitting our aesthetic, our you know art direction, and you know, like uh, recently, you know, we did those headphones with III, which is for me one of the best uh, brands for DJ headphones, and uh, and they, they you know they are classy, they are technologically um, uh, advanced and. Uh, and um, and and great so so yeah we just but so now like to, thinking about like which brand there are so many you know like uh, and it can be you know like I'd love to you know I, I'm wearing Clarks or you know like uh, um, uh, Doc Martins you know all okay you know so maybe you know we we should call those English brands you know Doc Martin will be great to do something with them okay cool. And um, knock knock knock. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Martin. But you, uh, you're a big Paris Saint-Germain fan, aren't you? Yeah. Um, How I'm about a... doing some kind of collaboration with them? Or has that already happened? No, but that, that's funny you're mentioning that because I know Paris Saint-Germain is really into working with you know different stuff. You okay. Know, they recently worked with Levi's and stuff like that. But uh, no, no. But I'm I'm a fan of Paris Saint-Germain. But oh, in a way, you know, oh, I don't wear those headphones, but the. III headphones we just done. The, there is a blue cord, and mm -hmm. the blue is from the Paris Saint Germain uh, 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 the, shirt. The, okay, but um, no, no. But I'm a, I'm a fan of of Paris Saint Germain, but uh, not the rest of the label. You know, they are not into sports that much. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. You know, I can't put my personal uh, feelings. That's very democratic. In, exactly. Good, good. I'm democratic. Even though everybody thinks that Edbanger is a kingdom where I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm a reigning. Yeah. That's not like that. 
You're not the king of Ed Banger? No. Okay. And um, do you... Maybe it's time for another track. Maybe we should... Maybe you should introduce the very first track that Ed Banger put out maybe, and talk a, l- bit, a little bit about that. Yeah, we're going to play, we're going to listen to Mr. Flash Radar Rider, which was released in 2003. And uh, that track is definitely the sparkle that made me start Ed Banger Records. Um, I, I've been a big, big fan and I would like to pay homage and, and shout out James Lavelle and DJ Shadow for the Mowak's uh, golden years. Uh, introducing from DJ Shadow was definitely one of my uh, top 10 uh, electronic album ever. And um, and when Mr. Flash came up to my office at that time, you know, in 2003, it was the post Daft Punk time in France. Everybody was trying to sing his uh, dis- filtered disco hit, you know, and uh, it was all about that in France. And um, when he came to me with that song, which reminds me DJ Shadow, really like cinematographic sound, you know, like uh, definitely more hip hop than electronic, Um, pure like instrumental, very epic at the same time with like some uh, electric guitar riff. Um, Yeah, it just uh, blew my mind and uh, I decided to release this record and start a label just because of this. Do you want to introduce the track? We're going to play. Let's play Mr. Flash Radar Rider.
So there's been some great highs and there's been some lows with Ed Banger. Um, and one of the really tragic things that's happened in your life is losing your best friend, DJ Meddy. Could you maybe talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Yeah, and of course, of course. Uh, so I've, I've started to work with Mehdi in uh, 1998. In fact, Mehdi was the, he is the second chap musical chapter of my life. Um, at that time, I was still working for Daft Punk and uh, he came to me. Um, uh, and at that time, he was really like uh, producing French hip hop. And uh, he wanted to go a bit more deep into electronic scene and we became friends and, and I started to manage him, work with him on his first album and um, and yeah became friends uh, and um, we were like a, a, a duo you know and um, when we started at banger it was the first album we ever released in 2006 lucky boy and um, and now is the time when i'm listening to lucky boy for example i'm i'm very proud and happy i think it sounds exactly what i want to do with Ed Banger, you know like a, a mix of genre you know like is it hip hop is it electro is it you know like um, it's modern it's definitely and it's a mix of uh, different styles and um, so Mehdi was f not only was a, a musical uh, very talented guy and he was also like a, an amazing human being probably and and i'm not saying that you know like as an homage but i think he he, he was probably the most intelligent person i ever known in my life and um, and what is even good with him is that this intelligence sometimes you know smart people are sometimes sometimes make you feel uh, stupid you know sometimes it's diff difficult you know to be with and him he was that intelligent that he was also you know pushing you up with, with this uh, he had like an amazing musical culture probably he knows if anything about you know he was a like a big uh, fan you know like uh, of you know of Eric Clapton or, or the Beatles you know like people didn't realize you know when he was uh, talking about that like they were what how come he knows that much about you know Cream or you know <laughs> and um, so yeah so it was a really really terrible moment uh, 2011 um, and uh, but that's you know that's the sad side of life and of course you know uh, it it I think at that it made us became adult you know and I, when I'm saying us I'm talking about me and the rest of the label member uh, I think we had like at that time like a really fast life you know like traveling you know every weekend me I was DJing with Mehdi probably like three times uh, a, a week um, which made our personal life a bit difficult, and um, but we liked it. You know, we liked to DJ together. We liked, you know, to uh, you know play all around the world. And um, and uh, yeah, and and this happened, and of course made me th made us think. You know, like should we start uh, stop? Should we? You know, what what we're gonna do? You know, it was the it's the f our first first. Um, um, connection with death you know like I, I lost my grandparents but this is natural losing your best friend you know like uh, way too early or in a tragic uh, way so um, it made us uh, luckily I think in a way and I think he, he, he when he's looking at us he, he, he must be proud I realized the family effect and we were all together of course me I, personally it was kind of hard you know like uh, but luckily we were all together and um, and we 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 had to go through this and rethink uh, our way of life rethink about the label and of course decided to continue the the headbanger life good i think that's what he would have wanted i hope so and i'm sure you know like i'm saying i hope so 
I, I, I believe into the little star above my head, you know, looking after me and looking after us. And I, 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 we are doing, you know, we are doing it to make him proud and, uh, and continue, you know, continue the, it's, it's all, you know, you were so much about positive energy. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that. So do you think maybe now is a good time to play a DJ Medi track? We definitely play a DJ Medi track. Should I choose one? Yeah. I'm going to choose one, which is so Medi. It's called Love Bombing, uh, which is from a Lucky Boy album. And uh, Love Bombing is a concept that Medi uh, was very uh, proud of. It's when, you know, people are your enemy. You love bomb them. You get, so they can't be your enemy anymore. You know, you take them in your arms and, and, and this is how we explain love bombing. So DJ Medi love bombing now.
Okay, so the other um, the other name on the roster of artists from Edelbanger that I wanted to bring up because it's the only female, as oh, far yeah. as I know. On the maybe there's some more females coming soon. Who knows? But Uffy. Uffy. Yeah. So she was one of the one of the big artists at that time on on Edelbanger who kind of really gave your mm. the label a elevation. Um, what is she up to now? Where where is she? What she's, is she doing? So she's an American girl. So she was in uh, in Paris for for a while, but now she's back in the US. I think she's working on some new music. She's not sang on the label anymore. Okay. Um, we had, we had a, a brilliant time. You know, it was 2008, and um, when we released Pop the Glock and Ready to Huff, I, honestly, I think her album is amazing. I'm really proud. You know, to have Feeds, Mr. Wazo, Mirwes, and Sebastian producing the tracks you know for her sadly you know like um, the, the project became a bit kind of big and people get involved like uh, we have different uh, art direction and uh, and I wasn't happy with that you know like uh, now I can I can confess I wasn't uh, really comfortable with the direction she wanted to take um, you know like everybody like oh yeah she's a pop star whatever and 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 me it doesn't sound like this to me you know like uh, and um, so I lost control. I, I again, to be honest, I lost the. Uh, I, I wasn't driving the thing, and um, and uh, and so yeah, we didn't. Uh, the album came out too late, you know, like the 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 tour was uh, cancelled, postponed, whatever. Um, the the image we were giving of her wasn't fitting my uh, my my taste, so. So yeah, so we decided, you know, to you know to work on different side. You know, like she she decided to to leave and uh, and and no problem with that. But I'm I'm really really proud of the record. I love you know listening to it again. You know, um, and again I think it was I think she didn't realize the luck she had having you know Sebastian Wazo Fids and Mirwes working with her. And um, so, do you have any plans for any female? Yeah. Artists on the label I'm coming soon. I'm glad you're asking, Nina. The the band I've just sang, the leader, the lead singer is uh, Nicole. Okay, she's coming from Cameroon, and she has an amazing voice, and she's singing in a African language called the Bulu. Okay, and so we are inventing the Bulu punk. Uh, Dyslexic. It's the name of the band. Is a, a punk formation, like punk band. Um, so the, wow, so that's quite a different direction for Ed Banger. Yeah, but wait. Okay. They studied as a, <laughs> as a punk band. In fact, and shout out to Errol Alcan again for being a, a wise man. They perform at Trash back in the days. Okay. But at the time, they were really like really punk rock with a, a female singer shouting. And now they get Nicole involved. They add some more um, uh, dance uh, and electronic instrument into their music. So it's a mix of uh, DJ Funk, ESG, Liquid Liquid, and the Beastie Boys. Sounds great. Yeah. And uh, so we've just released a, an EP uh, a month ago called Bejem Mebok uh, in, in Bulu again. And uh, I'm working on the album to be released in October. And um, I, I really hope, you know, like, of course, it surprised people, you know, like people are like, whoa, 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 what's this? And when they came to my office to play me the music, I, I've never heard something like that. So... Um, uh, I can't wait to share this, you know, like uh, 
we are we are releasing a, a 12 inch with remixes from uh, Joachim and uh, JD Twitch um, and DJ Bebedera um, to give a more uh, dense uh, side of the project. But yeah, really, really can't wait to share the the, the full album uh, with everybody. So we have we have to answer your question. We have a, a female. Uh, on one the, female one female <laughs> but you know they're in, all going to start coming soon no but again you know like I, I completely understand you know people are asking oh there is no but I'm not I'm, you know I'm not choosing not to have girl yeah, on the label yeah it this has is, to be right th this is the difference you know like uh, uh, um, so bonjour bonjour some people are saying hello uh, in our little uh, <laughs> aquarium well maybe we should have a track by them Uh, oh yeah, let's play. Oh, I'm more than happy. So I'm happy to introduce you the new and the latest signature of Edbanger Records. It's the band Dyslexics and we're going to play Bejem Mebok.
Dyslexics album when it will be out in October should definitely be album of the month at Rough Trade. Well, you know, we need to speak to the right people about that. Can you hear me? <laughs> Maybe. No, uh, but say, honestly, uh, without a joke, the, the live show mm -hmm. for people to understand. Uh, me, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've, be, I've, I've seen uh, ESG live. Yeah. And I love bands like that. You know, e, um, Dyslexics, they are, they are only drums on stage, no guitars. Bass and drums. Oh, really? And percussions. No guitars. Uh, there is a little synthesized uh, synth, but there is, you know, so it's like really like percussions. So people going in trance. So I can't wait um, for them to, to, to visit uh, UK. Right now we have a, a new supporter, which makes me very happy and proud. Giles Peterson is booking them for his uh, French festival, World Wild. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is that down in the south? Exactly. Yeah. yeah it by, it by looks like it's an amazing... Yes, it's in place a, where it's held. It's it's in a set, a beautiful uh, city by the sea in the south of France. Yeah, I saw you some pictures. You should definitely come check it out. Worldwide festival in set. When is is that in September? Did you it's say? It's July. July. Yeah. Okay, so it'll be seventh, hot. Seventh of July. Cool. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, your good friend Somi, oh, who Somi. is the art director of Ed Banger. Yes. And he's um, all of his artwork is at the front of the shop at the moment, taking over the whole floor. Yeah, that, that's nice. I'm really happy we, we managed to, you know, invest the, the Rough Trade Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks nice. Yeah, so me, uh, I've been working with him since day one. You know, I've even worked with him before we, I started at Banger. And he's the art director. He's, he's coming from the, you know, like the street graffiti. But... Um, You know, he has an eye, like a pop eye, you know, like he's a, he's a fan of uh, Tom Vesselman or, you know, uh, or, uh, uh, Hockney, David Hockney, you know, like he has something, you know, like um, uh, something that can catch your eyes easily. You know, um, I didn't want, you know, something, uh, you know, too graffiti, you know, like so. Yeah. So he, he has an eye. So he's been... Uh, doing uh, mostly all the artwork from the label and he managed, you know, to do and create, you know, the images for Justice, which is like more like heavy metal orientated. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, working, you know, on the art direction for Sebastian and, uh, you know, direct, you know, the, like uh, we, we shot a beautiful picture with Jean-Baptiste Mondino, which is a famous French photographer mm -hmm. who shot for Prince and Madonna and he shot Sebastian's um, uh, LP 
And uh, so, yeah, it's important to have Somi uh, with us. We, I think we managed to built something strong, you know, musically and artistically with Ed Banger. And um, yeah, so I've been influenced again to go, to go back to stuff I, I, I really admire and, and like, um, you know, um, Tony Wilson and Peter Saville for, for Factory Records. And I often speak about, you know, uh, uh, James Level and, and Ben Drury or, or, you know, or Futura 2000. People who managed to build a strong image um, and which is relevant with the music and built something global, you know. And um, I hope, uh, time will tell, but I hope we, we did, we are in this kind of a school of, you know, uh, labels. He's also, he also did a book, didn't he? Um, Travail, Family, Family Party. Party. Yeah, um, it's a, it, it was for the 10 years of the label. We, we published a book and... Um, it's um, all about, you know, like his travels and the tour we'd, we've done together with all the artists. So it's fun, you know, like it's a, a photography book. And um, it's it, I think it's a good photography also of the time, you know, we released it in 2013. And um, it's, a, it's a, it's, I hope, again, time will tell, but it's, it's kind of a generational uh, um book you know yeah it really captures yeah captures, the yeah. fun that you're having in your life yeah the, and the fun we all had at the yeah. time you know yeah so um i wanted to just bring up justice as well because obviously they're one of the biggest acts on your label oh they are the, they are the look uh, can we locomotive yeah Locom they are the, yeah they are definitely the big ones on the on the label and the good thing is that we started the label at the same time we started justice so Label is 14 years old and Justice is 14 years old. Okay. Mm, and of course, as you can imagine, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a happy man to, you know, to witness their career. They are a, and, and I'm trying to be as, you know, good enough, you know, to work for them and work with them because they are, they are really genius guys, you know. Are they so they're on tour at the moment, aren't they? They've got quite a busy schedule. Yeah, we are working on the. On, we are in the middle of it. Well, not the middle of the tour, but we are in the in, inside of it now. Like uh, they started uh, some shows in South America and Coachella recently, and they they're gonna start the big world tour uh, really soon, which I think in three or four weeks. Of course, with all the major summer festivals all around the world, and then we're going to do a North American tour this week, uh, this winter, and 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 go back to Europe uh, early next year. Um, it's it's a very um, ambitious tour. Um, there is a lot of lights, a lot of screens, a lot of Marshall amps, of course, mm -hmm. on stage. Uh, there is like a twenty-five uh, people crew. It's a uh, it's it's amazing uh, too, you know, when I'm I'm thinking about those two guys in in their studio working on some music on their laptop and and now headlining festival like that and um, you know build a, a, a big show like that because it's not like another boring uh, electronic act, you know, behind a computer and a, and a screen uh, playing fractal. It's like a, a proper yeah, it's a proper uh, rock and roll show. Do you think maybe we should play the the big track that that got them really famous? Never be alone. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm not fed up of that track. Of course, I'm not playing it every weekend, but I'm always happy to listen to this. And uh, and again, we have to send some love to the Simian guys because uh, it's all because of them too. You know, like uh, 
And it's uh, Justice versus Simian, Never Be Alone. Because we are, we are 
It's a good one, isn't it? The original is amazing. You know what? We should play the... Can we play? Yeah, we can play both. Let's play Simian, Never Be Alone, the original version, because honestly, it's a brilliant track too. So now, who else, who have you got on your roster now? You've got um, you've got quite a few big names, haven't you? You've got Mr. Wazo, you've Mr. got Cassius. Yes, Sebastian, Sebastian. Breadboat, uh, and newcomers Boston Bun, which is my, my new lover. I've been releasing four or five EPs from Boston Bun. He's a young French house producer. Um, he's working on his first album right now. And uh, I'm touring a lot with him. We are doing uh, most of our shows together because uh, I, he's the... 
only DJ in the crew that I feel uh, close to, music okay. musically, I mean. And um, yeah, and the last one of the new guy I've sang is Borussia. He's a French guy, even though it sounds German. And we've released two EP from him, uh, pure house music, but um, he has like a crazy sound. And uh, I'm happy, you know, like the two fans of him on the label are Justice and Mr. Wazo, which is a good sign, you know. Um, so you should check it out Borussia hey maybe we should play Borussia yeah and all of these artists are featured on the Edrec 100 compilation aren't exactly. they which is what we're here to promote and you yeah. can buy it from all good record shops including yeah. Rough Trade yes and especially you know what we did a beautiful I'm really proud of the object you know we did a, a deluxe double LP uh, which is a double double getfold uh, LP and it's a, a beautiful cover by Somi So yeah, let's play Borussia and we're not going to play the track from the compilation, we're going to play Kind of Love.
should we talk about Cassius a little bit? Because they were so lovely when they um, played at the 40th anniversary in um, in Point Fermel last, Decem- last December. So Cassius, they were here before all of us. They were there even before Daft Punk. Yeah. We owe them so much and I'm so happy and proud to, to be working with them. It's easy, you know, like the what we all call the French touch started because of them. And I'm going to refresh your memory, my dear English friends. Um, the first ever French artist release in a, on a UK label was La Funk Mob, and it was sang by James Lavelle on Mowax. And this is where it all started. You know, this is uh, Frenchies releasing uh, uh, repetitive and instrumental music on an English label. And of course, Laurent Garnier and all the techno scene, French scene, arrive at approximately at the same time. But it all started with La Funk Mob. And um, La Funk Mob is it's, it's another name for Cassius and Motor Bass, you know, like. And um, so, yeah, so they were there before us. They are our older brothers. And um, working with them is, is, is just great. So uh, they, they, they've released um, I Love You So in, on Ed Banger in 2011. They took some time to work on their new album, uh, Ibifornia, and um, and we are working on some new stuff, and they offered us, and I hope we're going to listen to this one, a beautiful, probably one of my favorite tracks of the compilation, Cassius, and we're going to listen to Fame. Thank you. 
I want to go back to you, Pedro. Now we've talked. We've talked about Ed Banger. Uh, enough talk about the others. Let's uh, yeah. Let's just concentrate on you. This is now. It's now. It's becoming interesting. Yeah. It was so boring. <laughs> so I know you're a big fan of tattoos. You've got quite a lot, haven't you? I got few tattoos to What? to look like my older brother. Oh really? You know, this is this is completely. It's only this. Is it's, he is he a tattoo artist? No, no. Has he not. got something to do with? No, no. He, no, he's he a, just got he, a lot. Yeah, he, he's a gardener. He's a gardener and and painter and poet. I remember I met him once Ooh. when I went to I went to your office in uh, ah, okay. Barbès. Yeah, and uh, he was around. You you double booked, and I think you were in a meeting with. Heineken, actually, it was a very important meeting, and you said, "Oh, just go next door to see my brother." And um, oh, you went to his gallery. Yeah, and you said he's a bit scary, but don't worry, he won't hurt you. And True. I, so I went in and said hello. Yeah, he's 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 a safe man, but he's he's a but he's he's a, a main influence, you know. Like as a, as the younger brother, you know, you always look at at your older brother. He introduced me, you know. I, I thanks him for that, you know, to the Cure, Led Zeppelin. Uh, Stuff like that, you know, like. Uh, Did he introduce you to all the heavy metal that you were into? He introduced me to Metallica. Yeah. I stole, I stole uh, all his tape from Metallica, and at, I, at the time I arrived uh, for Ride the Lightning. I, he was my brother was into uh, Injustice for All, but I was a bit young, so and uh, Ride the Lightning was definitely the intro, my introduction to Metallica. So, have you got any tattoos of your brother? Is there any related? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah? We, we have we have the classic uh, blood brothers. Okay. You know, he, he came to me one day, uh, to my uh, to my house, with a tattoo. It was for my birthday, and I was like, "Hello, what are you doing? Oh, we're gonna get tattoo you and me." And we did, uh, uh, you know, uh, blood brothers. Okay. I can't show you Nina because I have to take off my shirt. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Okay, we best not talk about tattoos anymore. Then let's move on. Um, you do. You've been starting to do a kids music festival, haven't you? Yeah, it's uh, it's called Stereo Kids, and uh, we've been setting up this for a couple of years now. It's uh, because you're also a father. Too, yeah, aren't I'm, you? A, I'm a I'm a proud father of a young girl. Uh, How old is she now? She's four years old. It's amazing. She's dancing every Friday. So I'm, I'm, I can experience some shows at, at home. It's amazing, and um, yeah, and, and 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 I like the idea of you know playing music, you know when I'm singing normal music. I'm happy she's singing like kids music, but it's also a good time you know to share and listening to some music at home with your daughter, with your children, and so we decided to create this festival uh, where we are uh, asking bands to perform for 30 minutes for the kids and around that we are making like a, a, a rock school a fake tattoo a store a fake, you know we are trying to and um, and we've done uh, two editions we are working on the third one right now and uh, every time it's packed it's like 600 kids and 400 parents it's not a kindergarten I mm -hmm. mean the parents need to be with their kids it's a, it's a sharing moment um, everything is for the kids and the parents are just like you know Uh, enjoying the time, you know, uh, and it's uh, the French uh, thing is the, uh, the, 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 mu the music for ad uh, the adult music for the kids. This is uh, this is about that. So if you're listening to me and you are a manager or record label or if you are a rock star and you want to share some good times with kids, 
You are more than welcome to perform at Stereo Kids. It's happening October 8th in Paris. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, it's going to be the third edition. And uh, yeah, it's 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 really fun time. It takes a lot of time. It costs a lot of money, but I'm, I'm just enjoying doing this. Did I see somewhere that you did something in New York with Stereo Kids yeah, as well we did, recently? Yeah, we did Stereo Kids in New York. Uh, we had an opportunity to, to curate Uh, a little uh, event and we're going to do it again next year we even have a new opportunity in July in Paris we're going to curate the Kids Appalooza during Lollapalooza in Paris <laughs> and uh, it's, so it's uh, the Kids Appalooza curated by Stereo Kids so we are working on the lineup right now And um, yeah, it, it's it's just fun, you know. Like uh, it's, uh, it's I'm doing it on my spare time, free time, spare time, free time. I don't know the word. Either. Either. And um, and uh, yeah, and again, really, I'm not joking. If you know, like, if Franz Ferdinand wants to perform, if Vampire Weekend wants, yeah, Mac DiMarco, if you're listening to us and you want to play for 400, no, what I'm I'm saying, 600 kids going crazy in Paris. I'm paying you your flying tickets. I can I can imagine him doing that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm you know like recently I've I've been asking uh, Gonzalez or Feist or people like that. I would love them to. It depends on the schedule, but these kind of people. Do you have to have children to attend? Yeah, of course. It's for the children. Okay. Yeah. So if I wanted to go, I couldn't. I needed I'm to. Sorry, I need no. to find a child. Exactly. This is. I'm not joking. This is really for the children. You know. Okay. All right then. Yeah. Fine. You don't have a nephew or something. Um, I can, you know what? If you're looking after my yeah, daughter, yeah, actually, yeah, because I'm busy that day. You know, like I'm running all around. Yeah, so you haven't got a child really on that day because you're too busy. Exactly. I can, I can look after your daughter. October 8th in Paris. Okay, cool. And um, well, maybe this is a good time to end now that we've done a plug for Stereo Kids. But I think it would be good to close with a song um, by yourself, maybe. Maybe a new Busy P track. Oh, lovely. So Have you done a Busy P track for the... Uh, compilation. Yeah. It's called Genie, and uh, it's uh, featuring Mayor Hawthorne, which is an American singer I love, which is an artist from uh, another label I love, Stone's Throw. Shout out to Peanut Butterwolf for all his great work. And um, Pin uh, not Peanut, but uh, Mayor was in Paris uh, touring, and I asked him to stop by the studio, and I was working on that track. And he came up with this whole love song and um, and yeah and I'm really happy because this is very different from what I've done before you know Rainbow Man or Pedrophilia which were more like ele pure electronic you know like uh, repetitive music uh, more for the clubs and stuff and, and this is definitely more like a radio friendly and I'm really happy uh, and pleased that uh, we, we got so much good feedbacks so let's listen to It's Always Weird to introduce yourself the magnificent <laughs> BZP Genie featuring Mayor Hawthorne. Before we play the track, I'm just going to say thank you very much, Pedro, or rather, merci beaucoup. Merci, Nina. It's always a pleasure. Uh, long live uh, Rough Trade, long live uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's always nice to be here. Okay, here's Busy P and with Jeannie featuring Mayor Hawthorne. Thank you. 
Available in store and online at roughtrade.com. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do, so if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.